Jesus Christ became poor, although he was rich, so that by his poverty you might become rich. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, I say to you, it will be hard for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and said, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, for men, this is impossible, but for God, all things are possible. Then Peter said to him in reply, we have given up everything and followed you. What will be there for us? Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, that you who have followed me in the new age, when the Son of Man is seated on his throne of glory, will yourself sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for the sake of my name will receive a hundred times more and will inherit eternal life but many who are first will be last and the last will be first the gospel of the lord Dear friends in Christ, is Jesus against riches or wealth? Not at all. The first part of the gospel can be misleading if you don't understand it. You know, Jesus said to the rich man, it's a continuation of yesterday's gospel. The rich young man who approached Jesus and was seeking life eternal, and Jesus asked him to go sell everything he has and give to the poor. After he told Jesus that he had obeyed all the commandments and yet he was restless, yet he had no peace, yet he had no joy, that is eternal life. And so he came to Jesus to ask for eternal life, how he could attain eternal life. In fact, he came to Jesus, the source of eternal life. Jesus himself, is the, he is eternal life. So he came to the right source yesterday but unfortunately for him, he wasn't ready to do what was required to attain or to get eternal life. And so we are told that he went away from Jesus sad because he had great possession, he had great wealth, he had a lot of riches. And now, because of what happened yesterday, Jesus now says, Amen, I say to you, it will be hard for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. It can be misleading, but I want us to take note of it in line with the first reading from the prophet Ezekiel. The prophet Ezekiel said, 
the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, say to the prince of Ty, thus says the Lord God, because you are haughty of heart. You say, I occupy a godly throne. You speak as if you are God. Now, so the context of today's gospel can be read like this. Amen, I say to you, it will be hard for one who is rich and haughty of heart. It will be hard for one who is rich and proud to enter the kingdom of heaven. God or Jesus is not against riches. In fact, God expects us to be rich. He says we should work hard and he will bless the work of our hands. God expects us as individuals and as a church to take care of the poor. If we don't have, how can we take care of them? So God in no way is against riches, not at all. But he's against those who are rich and proud, like the prince of Tyre. Those who think that it is by their strength, it's by their own intelligence, they have wealth. It's against those who are rich and have now forgotten God. They don't pray, they think they don't need God. That is pride. God resists the proud. You know, he says, those who are that way will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Who is in the kingdom of heaven? God himself is present there. And the scriptures tell us that God resists the proud. God cannot stay with the proud. God cannot stay in the same place with the haughty. And so, a rich person who is proud cannot dwell with God because God resists the proud. The, the rich person who is proud doesn't acknowledge God as the source of his riches, doesn't acknowledge God as the source of his blessing, and so treats people anyhow, disrespects anybody, and doesn't even pray. That is a proud person. And such a person indeed is hard to enter the kingdom of heaven. And it's interesting, the kingdom of heaven embodies peace, joy, and love, and happiness, and gladness. And so people of this nature do not have peace through peace. They appear to have peace, but they don't have it. They appear to have joy, but they don't have it because they are proud. The kingdom of God, you cannot enter there with pride. And the kingdom of God, if embodiment is Jesus himself, who is the prince of peace, who is joy, joy to the full. And anybody with such a, a healthy or arrogant attitude you cannot be happy in life. You cannot be joyful in life. True joy and true peace eludes every person who is proud. And that is what Jesus is cautioning us about. But he encourages us to work hard. Jesus had wealthy friends, Joseph of Arimathea, and God blessed Abraham to be rich. And in Psalm 128, God has promised to bless the work of our hands. And even if you read this gospel very carefully, Jesus says, Amen, I say to you, everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for the sake of my name will receive a hundred times more and will inherit eternal life. Did you hear that? Anyone who has given up houses, you cannot give up a house if you are not wealthy. You cannot give up lands if you are not wealthy, so to speak. But you give them what? For the sake of the kingdom. God wants us to support the kingdom. It's even interesting. Why do we do collection in church if God is against riches and wealth, so to speak? God wants us to have a balanced understanding of riches 
and wealth. To acknowledge him as the source of our wealth and to use that same wealth to build his kingdom, to bless the needy, to bless one another, to live at peace with one another with our wealth. Not to behave like the prince of Tyre in the first reading, Ezekiel 28, 1 to 10. So God is calling us to humility. Jesus is asking us to be humble, to acknowledge God always as the source of everything we have. Indeed, naked we came, naked we will return. What do we bring to earth when we're coming? When they gave birth to us, at the hospital or at home, wherever, did you carry a car along? No. We came empty-handed. Whatever we have is because of the blessing and the favor of God. May God help us to be humble through the Eucharist. In fact, Jesus humbled himself, we are told, in the, response, um, in the gospel acclamation. Jesus became poor, although he was rich, so that by his poverty you might become rich. May we pray for the spirit of detachment from material things. That means we will not be so attached to them that we won't have anything to do with God. Remember, God is a jealous God. He wants us to have him number one in our lives, not our wealth. The spirit of detachment teaches us to be attached to God and be detached from material things. The spirit of detachment is such that our wealth will not take us away from God, will not take our attention. We cannot serve two masters. May God enlighten us to truly be humble and treasure eternal life above everything. And eternal life is Jesus Christ himself. The Jesus, our Lord, who, who humbles himself in the form of bread and wine, consecrated bread and consecrated wine. That is the body and blood of Jesus. That is true humility. The richest of all humbled himself. May we learn from the example of Christ himself that no matter who we are, we will relate with everyone in humility and in love. Unlike the Prince of Tyre, we pray for this grace in this Mass. Amen. Amen.